Welcome to the Kingdom Advancing Ministries podcast. My name is Pastor Virgil Lofty, better known to some of you and a lot of you as Pastor V. And I'm Prophetess Tanya Lofty, and we are so happy that you're here. Here at TCAM, it is our mission to bridge the gap between the church and the community. As we prepare to celebrate God's faithfulness to us and the official launch of a location, you can join us live online for communion and Bible study. And of course, make sure you subscribe to listen to the replay of those messages right here on the podcast. On behalf of myself, Pastor V. And me, Prophetess Tanya. And the entire TCAM family. We want to say thank you. God bless you for tuning in and being a part of the podcast. We pray that this message and these messages will be a blessing to you and will allow you and help you advance the kingdom of God. Amen. So be blessed by what you hear. And listen, the Bible tells us to not just be a hearer of the word, but be a doer of the word also. Father, I thank you and praise you, Father, for this is the day that you have made, God, that I will rejoice and be glad in it. Thank you, Father, for just what you're doing in the lives of your people, God. Thank you for hallelujah your word, God, on today, God, that it will go forth and minister life, healing, and help to all those who are listening, God. Thank you, Father, for we know that it's the doers of the word that will be blessed, God. Thank you that, hallelujah, I decrease and the Holy Spirit increase, that the wisdom of your Almighty God will flow on today. Heal, deliver, do what you do best, God. Miracles, signs, and wonders. God, we glorify you, we honor you, we praise you for all those who are in attendance and all those who are watching and those, all those who are on their way. God, thank you, Father, for the people, God, who, God, we give your name, praise, glory, and honor. It's in Jesus' name we thank you. Amen. Amen. And amen. 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 Well, for you guys who don't know me, I am Pastor V. That's what I'm affectionately known as, but I'm Pastor Virgil. This is the Kingdom Advancing Ministry. I thank God for you guys and all of you guys who are watching. Praise God. I do, but I don't think, I know that there is a word from God on the day. Amen? Amen. 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 Turn your Bibles to Luke chapter 5. Luke chapter 5. All right. Always, uh, my wife is, she always, I kind of look at when she gives me certain looks, I'll be like, okay, what's happening? You good? All right. Amen. Again, thank you guys for all, all the workers. You guys are here. Those who are working on this, Zach, all you guys who are out there, you guys are working on the VR um, departments online. Thank you guys for doing such a great job in your diligence, your commitment to serving. Listen, it's raining outside. And the, the sad part about that is most people, when it rains, they, the world stops, especially when it comes to church. It's good. I, you Saturday night, I'm going to church. Your mind is set. Man, I'm, I'm going to church. I'm going to go, I'm going to, go to church. I'm going to serve God. I'm, I'm, going to go, I'm going to go listen to the word. You hear a little... <laughs> <laughs> you peeking out the window about a thousand times. No, it's not that bad. It's, 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 no, it's raining out there. <laughs> and all these thoughts go in your mind. And the devil is always suddenly. He, he, the other thing he does is subtle. Some things he do is just like smack you in your face, but then some things he, it's subtle. And this one particular thing I'm talking, 
is the keeping you from going to church and assembling or even listening to the word. It rains out so oh, I can't use about two more hours. No, no, no. And or maybe 30. Give y'all give me a quick 30 and get a good power of 30. I'll be ready to go, man. That'll set me on the rest of my day. <laughs> serve started at 10. 30, 30 minutes we come 11 o'clock. And you're like, I'm in service. <laughs> and instead of, and that's for you guys out there. Turn the I always tell y'all, text your neighbors, text your friends. If your husband is nudging, if your sons are nudging your daughters, whoever nudging, let them know, ain't no pastors on. Come on, listen to get the word. Listen, don't don't let your don't let your friends, your loved ones be robbed of an opportunity to get the word of God, to receive the word of God. Because listen, we are living in perilous times where people are falling like never before. They're falling faster than leaves off trees, man. A, a friend of ours came by yesterday. And gave and told me a you know a heartbreaking story and it kind of messed with me all yesterday. That his niece, cousin, family member, was stabbed 17 oh. times. How do you stab somebody 17 times without being full of rage of the devil? That's some that's some rage. That's some sick tormented demons that an individual is fighting. And what David and I was talking about when, we, when I was sharing the story with them, he was saying that how some people, this is not what I'm going to talk about, how some people don't want to let go. And I've, I've known some guys like that, I've never known any females like that, but I've known guys like that who can't bear sin Someone who they lusted after because it's not love. Be with somebody else. And to see them not want to go on with their life, you killed, stabbed them 17 times because you don't want nobody else to have this individual. And so now your life is ruined and you're taking someone else's life. And if there's children involved, you now ruin the children's life. But the thing about the devil is, he don't let you see down the road. The only thing you see is momentarily. And such when I when I talk about the rain, it's like all you see is the moment of rain. But you don't see that after the rain, there's sunshine. And God is that. And most people can't get beyond that very present focus. And so what we're going to talk about on the night is going to help us with that very present focus. And that, I don't want to jump ahead myself because I feel good right now. <laughs> so let's read. We have got that Luke, everybody had the, um, the Bible's turn to Luke, Luke chapter 5. We're going to pick it up at verse 17 and we're going to read down a little bit. Amen? Mm-hmm. If you guys don't know, we are a teaching ministry, so we go through the Word, we go through Scriptures, we read the Bible because we know that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. Amen? Now we pick them up and put them down. Now we shout a little bit, man. But we know that shouting alone can't get you through it, won't sustain you through life. You need the word of God. You need to be able to lean and depend on that rock. The word of God. That rock is Jesus. And we know that Jesus 
and the word of God are one, right? Because the Bible says that God and his word are one. Amen. You can't have God without the word. So yeah, read at, at Luke 17, let's pick it up. And Jesus was um, Jesus was going about healing. And this, this this whole chapter talks about Jesus going through and he was healing. He was healing various he was healing various diseases, people of leprosy, all, all kinds of diseases. Jesus was moving about throughout this 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 this, this region, amen. And listen, and it was noised about. People was people was telling everybody that Jesus was going, that Jesus is here, he's going around healing. And the 17 says, on one day while Jesus was teaching, some Pharisee and teachers of religious law were sitting nearby. It seemed that these men showed up um, from every village and all of all of Galilee and Judea and, and Judah. And it says, as well as from Jerusalem. And the Lord's healing power was strongly with Jesus. Amen. So Jesus was healing. The power of God was all on Jesus to heal. Amen. And it says, some men came carrying a paralyzed man on a sleeping mat. Some translations say cart. Some translations say sofa. It just it, it varies. They were, but they were carrying him through the town. Amen. How many of y'all have friends or y'all know loved ones that'll go through whatever they need to go through to get you to get to get you what you need to get from God? Amen. Mm -hmm. Not very many. Not very many. And so they keep, let's keep reading. It said they tried to take him inside to see Jesus. But they couldn't. They couldn't reach him because of the crowd. The crowd was so large. How many of y'all know when something good is happening, there's always a crowd? Y'all know, don't look at me like that. Y'all know y'all favorite team, whatever y'all favorite team is. When, when they go, they playing good, you can't get a ticket. <laughs> I'm not a Washington football fan, so I'm going to shoot shots at y'all. Y'all know when y'all miss when the Washington team, was, when they going good, that you, there's not a seat in the house. And people don't even want to go inside. They just want to line up in the parking lot. They want, I just, I just got to be, I got to be somewhere close. I'm telling you, they got the hog, they got the pig rotating, they got one of the spinning them around. Doing what they got to do, amen? Just to be in a place. Because why? They may not be in the game, but they're going to get the remnants of the game. All the excitement that's exuding from inside, you can hear it. When they score, you can hear the cheers and, and the joy. They, you can hear the roar of the crowd. And that does something to people. And because you're not physically inside, you still get the feeling of what's taking place on the inside. Amen? So this is what's happening here. And so they tried to take him inside to see Jesus. But they couldn't reach him because of the crowd. So they went to the roof. And took off the top, so they in essence they cut a hole in the roof. Some trans, some people you hear some people say they tore the roof off. <laughs> and some of y'all parliament, y'all parliament people, y'all remember when uh, he told they ain't talking about tearing the roof yes. off, and you know they saw a spaceship coming down and all that other stuff. Come on back, all right, I'm back, I'm back. But they got that from this story. I want, I'm willing to say, I'm willing to say they, they. He, somebody read the Bible and heard the effects of how Jesus and how people were so excited to get to Jesus, they was willing to cut a hole in the room. And so they thought, 
with the concert, people are so excited to get in this concert that we're going to tear the roof off. So people will be able to get into this concert. And I'm not never equating what Jesus was doing to a concert. But what I am saying is Jesus and the movement of what God was doing at this time is greater than any concert, any football game that we can ever attend. Why? Because we know entertainment is only temporary. But a move of God is eternal. Amen. A move of God can change your life forever. Now, moments in time and entertainment gives you nostalgia. It gives you things where you can look back over your life and say, remember when we was in the place? And that's all you have. But when you have a move of God on the inside of you and it changes your life forever, you don't just have just that moment. You reflect that moment and you say, man, I remember when God did such and such to me in my life. And this is an example of what that move of God did. Amen. Well, let's keep thinking. He says, they, they lowered the sick man onto, um, on his mat down into the crowd right in front of Jesus. Seeing their faith, Jesus said unto the man, Young man, your sins are forgiven. Let's keep reading. But the Pharisees and teachers of religious law said to themselves, you know, them, them religious leaders, them, 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 them people who think they know it all, they were like, who does he think he is? That's blasphemy, they shouted out, because they couldn't imagine how can this guy, this man Jesus, see, they didn't know what lied on the inside of Jesus. See, when you a know it all, you can't hear. You won't receive what's even happening before you. You see God moving, but your mind won't let you believe. Is that something? Is that God moving? God using them the way God is using them? And see, you get stuck in what your thought process, man, God doesn't work like that. God can't do that. God doesn't move like that. See, when you get stuck in a, in a law and in a teaching or religion, it will, it will, they thought the man was paralyzed. It will paralyze your thinking. Why? Because you can't see or perceive further than what is actually being done before you, amen? amen? And so let's keep going. And it says, Jesus knew what they were thinking, so he asked them, why do y'all question this in your hearts? Is it easier to say your sins are forgiven or stand up and walk? See, he was questioning them. So would y'all rather be saved? Your sins are forgiven or be healed and walk. See, he messing with him at this point. <laughs> because he already know what he's gonna do. He just messing with them. He just messing with them. He just messing with their thinking and their religion at this point. He because what he's reminding them is you don't get to put me in the box. Yes. You don't get to, to, to limit me to what you think I am. And see, that's what most religion does to you. Religion limits you to what they think God is. But see, when you, let's keep going. It says, 24 says, so I will prove to you that the Son of Man has the authority. See, he's telling them, I'm proving you 
that I'm the son of God. And I'm going to prove to you that I have authority on earth to forgive sins. Ooh, Jesus. Then Jesus turned to the paralyzed man and said, stand up. Pick up your mat and go home. He told him, stand up. Be healed. Show the world. Show these, show these unbelievers, these hypocrites, these doubters, what God can do. So take up your mat and go home. Amen? Amen. We're going to dig a little deeper. So, hey, whoever's out there, Zach, whoever, listen, for a topic on tonight, we gonna, we want to talk about, not tonight, but on today, we want to talk about do what you got to do. Because a lot of you guys, a lot of us, see, we get, we get see, when we're, when we're pursuing God, we're pursuing the things of God, we believe God has said that we can, because see, if you don't know, now you know, God has gone call everybody to be healed. He desires for us to be healed. Amen. He wants no one to be sick. Yeah. He calls, He said he sent his word to heal us. There's testimony after testimony in the Bible where he went about healing. So here's the thing. When we, when we make it up in our minds that whatever God said that we can have, whatever God called us to do, it's our job. What are you willing to do? How far are you willing to go to do what you got to do to get what you need to get from God? These people knew that they had a brother who couldn't walk, but he needed a touch from God. And they knew by virtue of him traveling through that region that he was coming about healing. If he comes to this town, listen, brother, whatever you need to do, we're going to get you there. My job as a pastor, is to see you on that mat, whatever mat of affliction you got, going through, whatever you're going through, whatever mat of, of lack in your life, whatever your mat, whatever whatever puts you on that mat, it's my job to pull you through whatever town I need to get you through, through whatever situation I need to get you through, to get you to Jesus, and then getting you to Jesus. When the crowd tells me that I can't, we can't get you in, I'll do it. Stop there. Because, see, they could have they easily turned around. How many of you guys have stopped when God has called you to do something? He's calling you out of darkness. And then some phone call you get stops you. Changes, your, changes the very thought process that you have. Right, this Wednesday is Bible study. You get called on Tuesday. Plans change. You don't go to Bible study. Saturday, you had a full night. <laughs> I've been there. I understand. You had a full night. All, all, all Thursday, all Friday, all Saturday, God was dealing with you. Get to church. There's something that I want to do in your life. Now, not saying that he can't do it in your house, but he wants you in the place. Why? Because there's more than just coming. He wants to see if you want to be consistent, if you want to fight through what you, this is what they were doing. See, if you want to fight, because we don't, see, we, we just hear the story. We don't know what all the different brothers had to go through to get him there. Your wife tell you, man, you shouldn't be taking him down there. 
man, you know, man, there's a lot of people on this road. We ain't gonna never get there. You fight. Then then you gotta do traffic. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Come on, get it. Traffic, the job, all these things. I'm getting all I got off work late. Do what you gotta do. But not, but not see, we don't, we're not, a lot of us are not willing to do what we have to do. A lot of us, we quit. Right at the point where God is ready to do something, we throw in the towel. We, we pack it in. All right, we're like, ah, oh, nah, I'm going to take this shot. I'm going to lay in the house tonight. Oh, man, that game is coming on. <laughs> and I, you get stuck watching the game. I'm just giving you guys practical things. Because I know a lot of y'all, y'all look at me like, Pastor, you don't just, listen, you don't, I know what I'm talking about, and I know what you, I know what's going on with you. Why? Because I've been there. I still go there. But I have to tell myself that what I'm, what's going on and what I got to do is greater than where I yes. am. Amen. Y'all think I always, we always want to come out here? <laughs> nah, come on. I come out here because I love what God is doing in my life and I press. Because I remember a time where I didn't press. Where I would think in my pursuit after things of God. And a lot of people give up. That's why people don't get what they need to get from God. Because they quit. If these brothers would have stopped, this young man would have not, he would have not received what God had for him. But because of their persistence, what do y'all think it took for them to get to the roof with a body? Some of us don't even climb a ladder with nothing. <laughs> Why? Because we are afraid to climb. Some of us, some of us, we know, man, if I get up on that roof, the likelihood of me coming down on that is, is, is greater than me staying up there. But they forsook everything. And they climbed. You got, I'm, I, I think about this story in my mind that, okay, did one go up with something strapped to him and he was pulling as he was going up and the others were behind him holding, trying to keep the level? And can you just imagine the brother on the thing the whole time? Like, oh, Lord, don't listen, I'm already proud of that. Don't drop me, please don't drop me. All the things, did they go up sideways? Did they go up together holding them up sideways? And if the story don't tell you, that there was ladders of them. There was rocks they climbed up to get to the roof. We don't know how they got on the roof, but they got on the roof. Why? Because they did what they had to do. They made it happen. And the beautiful thing about this story is they didn't do it for themselves. They did it for someone else. Amen. How many of you guys can honestly say, I'm willing, to, I'm willing to fall off the roof just to see my brother get what they need from Jesus? <laughs> Not too many. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, how do you know that? Because when I when I believe, when I say, and I said, God has called me a pastor, a lot of them said, pow, pow, shooting all that down. They shot it down. Why? Because they couldn't see what God has said to me to do. They wouldn't climb the roof with me or for me. They pushed me off. See, that's where a lot of us get. And we get discouraged because we get so focused on the people who will push you off. As opposed to the people who will help bring you up. Amen. 
But when you are willing to do what you gotta do to get what you need, you are not focused on the ones who's doing the pushing. You're focused on the ones who's doing the pulling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm excited about the ones who's doing the pulling because it helps me. It should help you. It should encourage you that somebody out there has your best interest in heart. Somebody want to see you win. And not just somebody. God wants, God has already called you a winner. But he puts people in our lives and along our path to help pull us along. But when you quit, you don't see the people all you see is the problem. I'm paralyzed. I'm stuck. Man, my whole family been poor. They've been poor all, that, all my life, man. I'm never going to get beyond this point. Why are you? That's because you are, all you conditioned yourself to see is where you are. You don't see what God has called you. And these brothers saw where God has called this brother. Listen, they believed that healing was available for their brother. They knew that if they can get him to Jesus, that his condition would change. We don't know how long he was paralyzed. How long he was, he was, he was, he was bedridden. They knew that if it was all his life, the moment Jesus showed up, was the moment things for him changed. And when we get outside of that and we do what we got to do to get to God, the moment we make up in our mind to do that, things start changing in our lives. I submit to you that things will start changing in your life. The moment you get off all that negativity, you get away from all that that talk that the Pharisees and the religious leaders were talking about, you you cancel all that noise out because you know there's always going to be hate. Why are you going to that church? Man, there's a thousand churches, right? You going to that church? Why? Not knowing wherever the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. And this is not a shout out to any church. I can only speak to this church. But where God is, you don't want to be there anyway. You ain't going to get nothing from a church where God ain't. You're going to get a whole bunch of this. But not a whole bunch of God. And the only thing that's going to keep you is a whole lot of God. Amen. And doing what you have to do, what you have to get what you need to get. Sometimes you just going to look crazy. <laughs> yeah. Y'all got to believe. How many of y'all know that it look, it look crazy for them? And I'm just using this. Y'all just, y'all roll with me. Y'all laugh, you know, y'all. To be dragging a body of somebody on the sleigh through the town. No crazy. Yes. It's no it's not snowing outside. And or whatever, whatever type of thing they had when they was pulling them. That's crazy. Y'all couldn't have put them on a camel or a donkey or something. Y'all dragging them. Listen, we're doing whatever we have to do to get this brother. And y'all gotta know if it's it was rocky. It was the, the roads that were no, they ain't gonna have they had no nice paved roads like we had. It was gravel, it was kind of all kind of stuff out there. Some of us don't even want to get don't want to get in the good car that we had. 
because your gas tank may be almost on low on E, you're not gonna, you're not willing to do what you need to do to get to God. See, we use all these excuses, not knowing that when you do what God has called you to do, somebody's at the church waiting to give you $20 for gas. Because why? When you set yourself to do what God has called you, he's always, your needs are always on his mind. Why? Because he tells us he's always perfecting those things that concern us. So if he knows that you're doing what you need to do to get to him, he's doing what he has to do to get to you. Yeah, yeah, it's not a gift to get. It's not a to come to get something from God, but it's showing God, God, I trust you. Yeah, I okay, y'all looking at me, y'all looking at me crazy. So I'm on okay, I talk about me. When I first got saved, I came from a life of selling drugs. I'm gonna be honest. I, I tell I don't have no problem telling nobody. I, I was on the street. I had I was on the corner, I was standing on the corner. All I had a commitment to standing on the corner. That's why I knew I could work a job. Because if I can stand on somebody's corner all day long, then, then I, there's a commitment to doing something. So I was committed to partially living, but mostly dying, standing on the corner. But when I when I received Jesus Christ, I knew that I could I could be committed to a job. So I had some I had some rough jobs. I, I had some rough jobs when I got saved, but it was a part of the process. But I understood that when I first got saved, I had a piggy bank. And I used to turn that bank over on Bible study night to get change out, to get on the, the I'll tell y'all part of my name, but I, was, I used to, the W4. Mm, yeah. I used to put, I used to put whatever, whatever the money was, a bunch of change on that W4 to get. The 4703 Marlboro Pike and Coy Hills, Maryland. Every Tuesday night Bible study. And if I didn't get a ride on Sunday, and the bus driver would be mad with me because he all he would hear is ching, 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 and you lean up long enough that you just dump it on in your in the, in the thing, and he looking at me like, "Come on, man, y'all can't move until you get on the other side of the line. You holding up, man, you holding me up." And I was willing to be, from going from where I came from, doing what I was doing to doing that could have seemed embarrassing, but I was doing what I did what I needed to do to change my life for God. Amen. I forsook being embarrassed to be blessed. And so getting on that bus, I man, and then I, I was sit all the way in the back. Hey man, this is a little funny little story. Even when I one day I sat on I sat all the way in the back. I said, because I, I felt the kind of way. Because one I had I gave all the change. But then I, I went all the way to the back. You know, we always sit on the back, and it used to be hot back in that back. Because that's where the motor was. And so I was sitting in the back one day, and I said to myself, I said, man, Rosa Parks died. <laughs> and she fought, but she fought, so I couldn't, so I wouldn't have to sit in the back. Okay. And I'm, I'm, I'm making, I'm rationalizing it in my head. Like, why are you talking about Rosa Parks? They ain't got nothing to do with you going to the back, man. It was plenty of seats, but 
But I went to the back because I didn't want anybody to see me stop at the front. So the coolest, I went to the coolest and he wanted, I said all the way in the back. I said all that to say that sometimes you got to kill your pride. Amen. To get what you need to get from God. Because there's no pride. Listen, there's no pride in serving God. There's a humility that comes with serving God. And then once you start knowing God, there's a confidence to knowing the word of God. So as I as I put all that change in it, and then and I look crazy. And then some days I would when I get there and I had my money to get back home, I would give that as an offering. So now I'm flat broke. I don't have no money to get home or nothing. And I and and where I live and where the church was was a nice little distance. I was southeast, and that was on the corner of southeast and Maryland. So, I had some a, a couple of days, I walked home with my Bible in my hand. And it took me hours to change and get home. But I'm walking. I'm walking through some of the roughest neighborhoods, Fairfax Village, all these neighborhoods, uh, Shipping Terrors, Common Terror, um, all these neighborhoods, um, Valley Green, not Valley Green, that's, that's, that's not Woodland, all these things through Southeast to get home. I walked past all these streets. Neighborhoods that could cause conflict with, because you, if you, you on street guy, can cause conflict. But because I didn't have that, that life where I was, I had the conflict that everybody else had. I did what I did, but I was I it was at peace with people where I was in and I played sports, so I was respected. And I never had an incident, praise God, where anybody ever questioned or said anything to me. Every time I walked home, I I, I didn't see nobody. There's nobody out on the block or anything, which was God. But just saying that to say that I walked, and for the I couldn't imagine myself walking. But I did what I had to do. And then after the walking, God found me faithful. I started, he started introducing me to people. And so I started getting rise to church, rise home from church. He started using people to, to come get me, to bring me to God. Because I didn't know the word when I first got saved. These brothers were in the church. They knew a little more than me. And so they were my, they were, they were my encouragement. They were like, man, you do what you do. We see you. I, I've seen you, and I've seen you do what you need to do to come to Bible study. You stay to the end. You don't, you don't leave early. You didn't try to leave out to keep it from being late at night to keep you from walking. You did what you had to do. And from that day on, I never took the bus again to church. One day, one brother, he, he was always picking me. I had, it, it even got such, it even became such a blessing. Don't knock it down. Hello, it's back. It even became such a blessing that I um one of the brothers gave me a car. He went to the auction, bought a car, and said, God said, This is not my car, this is your car. Give me a dollar. 
and it's your car. Now, I didn't have, I was broke as Job's turkey. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was, I was, I was, you know, poor. I couldn't afford the, the extra OR. <laughs> I was poor at the PO. And I gave him the dollar. He signed over the title to me. And I had a car. So I was getting back and forth to church with the car. And what a powerful thing to have people who are invested. You got to have people who are vested in your deliverance, in your salvation, in your being whatever God has called you to be. You got to have, it's a, we can't do this on our own. We were not meant to do this on our own. And the, and the thing that happens with most people is when they become reclusive, that's when they draw away from the things of God. You see them coming, they so fired up about God, but then when they get so isolated where they don't stop fellowshipping with people and gain, because we gain strength from one another. And the key thing that, that the Bible always says, that in the multitude of counsel, they are safe. I'm safe when I talk to you. You keep, you help keep me from going back into a world that wants to take my life, wants to devour me, where the enemy wants, he want to have his way. Because the worst thing that for believers is that once you come into the knowledge of God and you go back into the world, it becomes harder for you to come back. It's virtually impossible for a lot of people. Now, we know with God all things are possible, but most people never recover. Why? Because of the shame that comes along with it. Because all you can think about is how people will perceive you. Or remember you. Remember when they came in? Sister, sister, sister brother, so-and-so. But here, we're always going to encourage people. Man, that though you stumble and fall, you will not be utterly cast down. It's our job to pick you back up. And man, it's, 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 you need people that's vested in your breakthrough and your deliverance. And listen, and that will be involved in your life. These brothers were involved who drove me back and forth to church. The brother who gave me a car. They always, they, they encouraged me. They gave me scripture. I, I still have a friend now that he was there. He was, he was there when I got saved. He was there when I, when I, when I gave my life to God and when I got baptized almost 30 years ago, he's still a part of my life. He would give me the word every day. I didn't know nothing about gospel music, who was a gospel artist, or nothing. All I knew was Kurt Franklin Stomp. <laughs> and I was actually even before Kurt Franklin Stomp. I can be honest with you, I'm dating myself. He gave me a, he, he, he sat and made a tape with a group called Commission. No CDs. <laughs> a tape. Cassette. And you guys know y'all back with y'all. A lot of y'all that tape, that tape burn. When you got a tape and that tape pop, you was stupid. You can talk, you can try to knock it up all you want. But the ones it once it got wound up in there and it all got a knot in there somewhere, you might but throw that thing out. Because if you put it in your tape deck, it was ruined. But yeah, so he took the time, which told me that he was invested. And my deliverance and my progression in the things of God. He wanted to see me win with God. Most people don't want to see you win. Most people bank on your failure. Mm -hmm. 
And that's a sad thing. And even in Christendom, some people, they, they want to see you come to church. But the moment you start doing things in church and you start feel like it, it feels like then you start moving ahead and start talking. And that's the one thing that I tell believers all the time. That why do we we keep we, we help people get delivered only to kill them? <clears throat> we we want them resurrected, then we kill them, only to try to resurrect them again. It, this doesn't work like that. God doesn't work like that. He wants once he said, Whom the sun set free is free indeed. He wants you free. And listen, when we're making choices to serve God or need something from God, the devil is always. Always throwing obstacles. We're going to always have obstacles. We're going to always have challenges. There's going to always be a challenge in our life. There's going to always be a challenge to get to God. There's going to always be a challenge to stay with God. Don't, matter, don't care how long we've been serving God. How long once they've been, they've been walking with God. There's always obstacles. There's always things to try to get us off. And the greatest thing we fight with is our flesh. We fight with the very man that we look at the or woman that we look at the mirror all every day, all day, every day. We fight with that individual. Because that individual is always reminding us of what we used to be. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because some of the old clothes you need to throw away because why they think they're the direct result of the past. Some of the things that we have around us and in our home only reminds us of things that we used to do. I've gotten rid of so many things. That are from the past that not that I forgot because I will never forget what God has brought me from. Never. I will never ever forget. When I was in when they was they was drive, they were shooting, they was in drive by shooting, and I was sitting on the block and bullets whizzing past the heat thousand times hotter than stoves that you can feel them coming past your face. People, everybody on the block gets shot except me and the guy who was with me. I, I, God has delivered me from so many situations. And this is not a glorification of the devil. I'm not glorifying the devil at all about what I've been through. I'm glorifying God of what he brought me out of. I was that man that was on that mat. And thanks be unto God for those brothers who, who kept pulling me. When my life, when I, when I left the church, all I could go back was to the block because that's all that's that's those are the only friends I had. I had no friends outside of the ones who was doing the life or living the life that I was living. And this is for some young person who's this or some older person. When you don't have when you when you don't have anybody who's moving into the who's who's living the life that God is moving you to, you need to get connected to a place where you can grow, and then God will start fostering relationships with you, with people that will help you, that will hold you up, that will keep you in prayer, keep you before him. And if need be, drag you to the altar to get what you need to get from God. Because it's a shame that people come only to leave out the same way they came in. Listen, let me be the first one to tell you, this is not a place for perfect people. This is a hospital. 
This place is for broken people, people who need to be restored, people who have lost their way. This is everybody here don't have it going on the way you think they do. And this place keeps them from going back to what they used to do. Amen. Yeah, you need to know that. Why? Why did you say that, Pastor? Because there's no perfect church. It became imperfect when you walked in the door. When I walked in the door, it stopped being perfect. The only perfect one is God himself. We're all in need of a Savior. Yeah, and don't let, them, don't let nobody fool you. And what these brothers did with that one brother is they knew that they couldn't heal him, but they could get him to the healer. And all the chirping that was going on with all the leaders around, they had to block out the noise. You got to block out the noise. Amen. I'm, 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 that's I'm cautioning you. You got to tell. You got to tune and turn out the noise about telling you. Okay, now let's not go there. Let's not do that. Serve God for what? Serve God? Why not? You tried it your way. It didn't work. It's not working. It's not yielding you the results that you need. Try God. Listen, what do you have to lose? I guarantee you, whatever you feel like you're losing, you'll gain it. And here's, here's, here's the story of that. Y'all know the story in, um, in Matthew. Go and read it. Matthew 9 and verse 20 through 22. We're talking about the woman who had the issue of blood. When she, she, she was sick for 12 years. When she touched his God, she did what she had to do. She knew that she wasn't supposed to touch him. But she was like, no. You walk the pace. I got to do something. I'm bleeding here. I'm dying. How many of you guys that know you're dying? You're bleeding out. Everything about your life is telling you, I'm dying. It's just a matter of moment. It's just a matter of time before I'm dead. And she knew that, okay, he's walking by. If I just reach out, he may, he may know I touch him, he may not, but I'm just gonna touch him. And I'm gonna do it so I'm gonna do it subtly. I just, I just, I just want to touch him. So something about him, I just got to touch. And it didn't say. She ran up on him and hugged him. She he touched her. He touched. She touched the hem of his garment. She just did a little bit, and he felt that. The same with you. God is waiting for you to touch just the hem. Just a piece of him. He wants to know that you, do you want me? Do you want me a part of your life? Because see, here's the thing about God that most people don't tell you. God don't, God ain't gonna make or force himself on nobody. You gotta want to serve God. He's such a gentle father, a loving spirit, a kind-hearted. He, he wants you to come to him. He don't force you to do nothing. Everybody like, well, man, God, God make people say, no, that's not, he don't make nobody say, you are a free moral agent. 
You have the power to choose. He said, choose you this day whom you going to serve. The choice of serving is ours. The choice to be healed is yours. The choice to be delivered is yours. The choice to want to be saved is yours. Yeah, yeah, well, 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 that ain't true, Pastor Lee. Yeah, it is. How can that guy's true? I mean, how many people that he that that he's that when God comes, that he's given us the power to choose life or death? He said he's given us the power. Choose life, he told us. And if he didn't give us the power to choose, then why isn't everybody going ahead, going to heaven? Because they refuse to choose God. That's a choice. He loves you so much that he gives you the choice to choose him or hell. Ooh, that's a powerful choice. To spend eternity with him or to be tormented. And this is not a message to scare nobody. This is just the reality of what we of what we want to all have to face. At some point, we're all going to die. And I'm not being morbid. But wouldn't you rather live now for God to live eternity with him? I can't answer that, but you have to answer that. But she, she did what she, she just touched his garment. She reached out and did all that she had to do. She was willing to risk it all. And when she did it, they were like, well, who touched him? They was mad that she touched him. But she knew that, okay, if I needed to get, I needed to be healed. I need something from him. And if it means these people cussing me out in the process, hey, do what you got to do. I'm gonna, you will cuss me out, but I'm going to be healed. You won't talk about me, but guess what? You're going to say, after you finish talking about me, she got healed, though. The same with you. They ain't going to talk about you when you choose God. They called me a holy roller when I first got saved. <laughs> I'm like, holy roller. Oh, you one of them tongue-talking dudes. You, you, you ready to start speaking the tongue? I, I, I didn't know nothing about that. I heard my grandfather, my great-grandfather, I heard them speaking the tongues, but I, I, and I made fun of it as a kid because I was ignorant of it because I didn't know what it was. Yeah, I did. I ain't lying to you. I made fun of it. But now that I, 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 have, a, I have a relationship with God and I have the Holy Spirit living on the inside of me, I speak in tongues. And they talk about me. I know sometimes, I, not, I don't, they don't do it now, but in times past, my, our kids used to be looking at us. <laughs> and I put them on the spot because they hear I don't, do, I don't want them to be like, you talking about us behind our back, now I'm talking about you in your face. <laughs> but in a good way. But yeah, and they did buy because they didn't understand. And here's the thing. People always talk about things they don't understand. You're going to be ridiculed because they don't understand. The Bible tells us that. The Bible says that to, that, that the natural man receives of not or understand of not the things that are of the spirit. And he said, and he also said, because they're foolishness unto them. And then he said, and neither can he, and neither can they know them. Why? Because the things that we do are spiritually discerned. They are discerned by the Spirit of God. And you have to have the Spirit of God on the inside of you. This is for anybody who don't have the Spirit of God. You need God's Spirit on the inside of you. It's a mandatory part of your salvation and your belief in your Christian life to have the Holy Spirit living on the inside of you. You are fighting a fight that you have been not equipped to fight without the Spirit of God on the inside of you. You can't win that fight, this spiritual battle, 
fighting with the carnal and with your natural mind and with your natural self. You're going to lose. You're going to lose. So let's, let's wrap this up here. So with this story, it tells us in 24, so I will prove to you that the Son of Man has the authority on earth to forgive sins. Then Jesus turned to the paralyzed man and said, stand up, pick up your mat, and go home. What you tell him is your faith made you whole, one translation says. And so with that, I'm telling you, do what you got to do to get to God. Because your faith, your belief that God can do what he said he can do, he will heal, he will deliver, he will set free, he will make your life anew. Your faith will make those things possible. The Bible says, if thou canst believe, all things are possible to them that believe, to you that believe, to he who believes. If you believe God can do it, then it's possible for you. This brother believed that healing was possible. He got what he needed from God. He got what he, what he came all that way for. His, he got it. He left not being dragged no more. But he left walking. He picked up his mat and walked out of there. And guess what I believe he did? He wasn't telling others what God did. And listen, when you get what you need from God, guess what, he, guess what the excitement thing that happens in your life? He said, you'll be bold and you'll share. You'll share your testimony with others. That's the beautiful thing about what God, when God does something in our life. We testify of his goodness. And our testimony strengthens others. Because why? Because when he said, there's no secret what God can do. What he's done for others is an example. It's designed. It's created to be an example that our God lives. Hey, listen. Buddha day. Muhammad day. All these other gods day. Our God lives. Our God is the only one where you can go to a tomb and there's nothing there. Everybody else has remnant that they will swamp something in the ground except our God. Amen. I'm excited. Listen, what great, great opportunity and what moment that we have right now to share the love of Jesus Christ with you. If you do not know the Lord Jesus Christ and you want to be saved, wherever you are, if you're here, you're out there, and you're online with us, listen, there's no time or distance in the spirit. God loves you. He's calling out to you. He wants you to serve him. Why? Because he wants to, he wants to be your father. He wants you to know him as your God. Listen, time is running short for us as, as, as people, and especially those who don't know him and those who are on the fence, God said he'd rather you be hot or cold and not lukewarm. He said if you lukewarm, if you playing, y'all know the term, if you playing the 50, he'll spew you out of his mouth. He wants us. This is, again, hear me and hear me good. This is not a fear tactic. I, we don't do the fear tactics here. What we do is we give you the unadulterated word of God. 
and allow you to let Holy Spirit minister to you about making a decision. Don't make a, 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 a temporary decision to not serve God for a future that, listen, is not promised without Jesus Christ. I would rather get to the end of this serving God than get to this thing saying, I don't believe God, only to, be, only to find out that everything that was talked about about Jesus Christ was true and you missed an opportunity to be a part of this family. Listen, there's only two families you're going to be a part of, and that's the family of God or the family of Satan. I'm going to be a family of God, amen? I'm going to serve God until I, until I die. I, and I say that emphatically. I guess that's something for you to decide. I can, I can tell you that I served the devil. Yes, I did. I party. I go-go. I did whatever I could do to prove that I was the disciple of the devil at the time. And what I've come to find out is serving God is so much greater so much more rewarding, so much more fulfilling than serving the devil. Yeah, I don't have to look over my back. Them things are over with. I don't have to be worried about what somebody's going to come and try to take from me because they feel like I took it from them. Why? Because I serve God and I know that everything that we've gotten in our lives, my family, from, from the point I said yes to God, Till now and until I close my eyes on this side, I know that it was because of God. I have no doubt. So I don't walk around in fear of, of what the world may do. I trust God. And so I'm encouraging you on like, get up on today. Get out of a place of comfort. And man, trust God with your life. Give God your yes. I promise you it will be the best decision you ever made. If you walked away from God and you want to come on back, today is a great day to do it. Yeah, if you once knew Jesus Christ and life and life situations made you made you take a couple of steps away, come on, today is your day to come back home. If you don't know him, you just want to get to know him. You can, you're never too young. You're never too old to get to, to know Jesus Christ. He loves the young and the old. Yeah. And listen, what better, what better moment to serve God and to serve him in your youth? Serve him at any age. But I guarantee, man, listen, serve him in your youth. Be on fire for God all the days of your life that you have an opportunity to, to, to live and to, and, to, and to have breath in your body. Serve God, amen? So if that's you on the day, you want to give God your life, come on. You can just, we're we going to pray with you. We're going we gonna to stand in agreement with you here at the ministry. You may not come to this altar, but go to your altar, and we're gonna pray with you. We're gonna believe whatever God you want. If you need to be healed, you're believing God for healing. You're believing God for healing for someone else. Type their name in there. Let us know. We'll we'll shout them out in prayer. We'll lift them up. We'll 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 come into a prayer of agreement with you that God will heal them right where they are. We know that God is a healer. He sent His Word and healed them. Yeah, He He He, he wishes that all men. Be healed. He said he wished above all things that we may prosper and be in health. Be in health. But he wants your soul to be prosperous too. Amen. Amen. So 
If that's you on today, you want if you just want to pray, you want listen. If you want to be baptized, reach out to us here at the Kingdom Advancing Ministry. We, we'll, we'll coordinate with you, get you down the water. If you're in this um, Maryland or Virginia DC area, reach out to us. Let us know you want to be baptized. We'll get you baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins. And listen, we believe that once you make a decision to serve God, that the best of your life will be the very best of your life. Amen. Because you had the most high God living on the inside of you. Well, listen, let me pray. Let me come into agreement with you. Father, I thank you and praise you, Father, for all those who are out there, God, who agreed or who have stood they stood up, raised their hand for any of the appeals, God. Thank you, Father, for meeting their very need, God. Thank you for the power of healing, the deliverance, salvation to come into their home right now, Father, in the name of Jesus. We pray right now that from the crown of their head to the very sole of their feet, that healing, will take part and take root in their lives, God. Whatever sickness and disease has shown up in their body, God, we command your word to go forth right now. We command their bodies to line up with the word of God, and we say that they are healed in Jesus' name. Oh, God, we thank you for salvation, deliverance. Father, those who need to speak, hallelujah, in tongue, God, we come in agreement that you feel them right now, Father. Wherever they are, God, that they will begin to speak, Father, as the Spirit of God, Gives them the utterance, God. We thank you for the spirit moving in their homes. Hallelujah. In their family. In the lives of their children. Oh, God, whoever they're believing God for, to, for, to, for them to be saved, Father. We thank you, Father, that they receive you as their Lord, as their Lord and Savior, God, on today, God. We give your name praise, Jesus, for what you're doing in their lives. We glorify and we honor you, Father. Oh, God, we thank you, Father. We bind the hand of the enemy right now. That, Father, as this word was sown, Father, we thank you that it will, hallelujah, go out and produce, hallelujah, fruit in their lives, God, that will remain in Jesus. Oh, God, that these, they will be disciples and they will be children of you. They will follow you all the days of their lives. Oh, God, we bind the hand of the enemy from distracting them, for hallelujah, from anything that will try to distract them and will try to take away the word, Father. Oh, God, we give your name, glory, honor, and praise. It's in Jesus' name we thank you. Amen and amen. amen.